On the third day, he rose from the dead. I don't have a clue what this means. I have a trust, a gratitude, a courage, but not an idea, an explanation. Nobody thought to take a picture or leave behind a detailed medical record. I don't know. What I do know is this. Before the third day, the disciples were fearful, ashamed, broken, hiding, and confused. And afterward, they were joyous, confident, and dare I say, fearless. Somehow, beyond knowing, they were called out of their old lives into new ones. That I know. There have been moments in my own life when I have felt broken, empty, hopeless. And unexpectedly, a loving presence arrived in my life, met me in my darkness, spoke words of assurance threaded with love, and supported me until I could stand on my own again. Whatever that is, that love, that change, that becoming, that's resurrection. And so on this third day, I offer you this. Whatever transforms you, whatever helps you let go of your old life and makes you more loving, more enlivened, more joyful, more hopeful, more grateful, that's resurrection. And so on this third day, we are reminded of the possibility of becoming God's promise that we too can rise to new life. Christ the Lord is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Good morning, Stone Village, and happy Easter Sunday. I hope that all of you are well and safe in this world. All is well in my world. The Lord be with you, and let us pray. Holy One, long ago, faithful and courageous women proclaimed the good news of Jesus' resurrection, and the world was changed forever. Teach us to keep faith with them, May our witness be as bold, our love as deep, and our faith as true. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. The reading today is from Luke chapter 24, verses 1 through 12. On the first day of the week, at early dawn, they came to the tomb, taking the spices that they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they went in, they did not find the body. While they were perplexed about this, suddenly two men in dazzling clothes stood beside them. The women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Remember how he told you, while he was still in Galilee, that the Son of Man must be handed over and be crucified, and on the third day 
rise again. Then they remembered his words, and returning from the tomb, they told all of this to the eleven and to all the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women with them who told this to the other apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. Peter got up and ran to the tomb, stooping and looking in. He saw the linen clothes by themselves. Then he went home, amazed at what had happened. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. <clears throat> of the four Gospels, I appreciate Luke's version of the Easter story the most. Luke is the only one of the Gospel writers to say the women's news of the empty tomb sounded to the other disciples like an idle tale. I like that. An idle tale. I appreciate that. I understand that. I've overseen many funerals in my life, and I have stood in many hospital rooms as a chaplain when a patient took their last breath and sorrow filled the room. And I have mourned the loss of loved ones to understand why the women's story sounded like an idle tale. The story the women tell doesn't make sense. It doesn't align with my own experience with death. I imagine it does not align with yours either. And so, yes, at times, it does feel like an idle tale. It's a bit like looking at pictures of someone else's wedding and you're single. <laughs> Kudos to the happy couple. What about me, though? Or hearing a person describe their extensive vacation through Europe and you've never left the Ohio Valley. Good for them and their passport, but um, what about me? So Jesus has been raised. The tomb is empty. Good for Jesus. Um, what about us? What good is it to us that Jesus has new life and we, we are stuck in the Ohio Valley, single, void of new life? <laughs> At times, I wonder if we misunderstand this story as being exclusive and unique to Jesus, perhaps placing too much emphasis on Jesus and not enough emphasis on ourselves. I don't know what happened on that first Easter Sunday. In fact, no one truly does. All we have is the information provided by the women in today's story. Words, a message, nothing more, nothing less. However, I have come to believe Today's story is less about the details, making sense of how it all happened, 
and more about being open to experiencing the possibilities that the story offers you and me today. And so here is what I believe the Easter story offers us today. First, the story offers us a promise. It promises us a future. Regardless of where we are today, what we have done or not done, we can never say about our lives, this is it. This is all there is. This is how it will always be. You must understand, our resurrection is not a future event, something yet to happen. Our resurrection is a present and everyday reality, promising us a future. Even in this moment, this here and now, exists the promise that you may be changed, transformed, and risen to new life. Alleluia, Christ is risen, and we, we rise with him. Second, the story offers us hope. Hope for our lives. We have hope our lives matter to God. We have hope something absolutely new can be birthed in us and through us. We have hope in the midst of our doubts and fears. We have hope in the midst of our faults and transgressions. We have hope. Despite the unpredictability of this life, we have hope in the possibility of the impossible made real. Alleluia, Christ is risen, and we, we rise with him. Third, the story offers us a call. Jesus' resurrection is a call upon our lives. And his call awaits our response. We are being called to believe in life because all life is precious beyond belief. We are being called to appreciate the opportunities of every moment of this life given to us and to not take for granted a single moment of this life. We are being called to live this life more fully, knowing there is always more life awaiting us, even when it is unimaginable, unforeseeable, and seemingly impossible. Jesus' resurrection calls us into life more life, new life. It is God's yes to us. And it asks us to answer, to act, to respond. Alleluia, Christ is risen, and we, we rise with him. The story offers to us a promise, a hope, a call. That is resurrected life. Which leads me to wonder, 
what is God's promise opening in your life today? What needs to be changed and transformed in your life for you to rise to new life? What hope do you carry for your life today? Despite the riskiness of this life, what do you hope for yourself, for your life? And what do you need to relinquish, to lay down, in order to embrace and see life more fully and say yes to God's call? What stands in your way of more life? Of course, I cannot answer any of those questions for you. This is your resurrection. Let me say that again. This is your resurrection. This is your Easter story. And regardless of who you are, the path you walk, what you have done or not done, what has or has not happened in your life, what you believe or do not believe, God's promise remains. Hope abides, and the call persists. Taking a few steps back to the opening of today's sermon, is the story true, or is it just an idle tale? I believe the answer depends on you and me. It is as true as we will allow it to be. Every time we claim the promise, hope against hope, and say yes to life, the story is no longer just an idle tale. It becomes the truth of our lives. Not because we can prove it, understand it, or offer some airtight theological explanation, but because we are living it here and now, and our living it makes it true. And I want to live the truth of this story. And I want you to live the truth of this story. This day is your resurrection. This day is my resurrection. This is our day for a new life for more life, and there is absolutely nothing holding us back except ourselves. The tomb is empty. He is not here, but has risen, and we, we can rise with him. Christ the Lord is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. I give thanks to God for all of you, and I pray this day you bear witness to the love of God in this world. Bear witness to the love of God so that those to whom love is a stranger, they will find in you a generous and loving friend. In the name of Christ Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit, amen. I love you, stoners. Happy Easter, and I will see you soon. Bye.